Welcome to the podcast of First Baptist Church, Black Mountain, North Carolina. In the beautiful mountains of western North Carolina, just east of Asheville, our pastor, Dr. T. David Phillips, thanks you for visiting our podcast today. We welcome you to a place for you. In this podcast, we will examine the special calling and place Christ has for you. You are welcomed. There is a place for you. As we prepare to hear God's Word read this morning, I want to ask you, if you have your Bible, if you're at home and can open your Bible to Isaiah, the 40th chapter, we're going to begin in verse 25. And I'm also honored today that assisting and and bringing forth the Word uh, with me today is Jaquan Davis, and we gladly hear him this morning. Uh, He and I are going to be tackling this passage And Jaquan is a second-year student at the M. Christopher White School of Divinity in Gardner-Webb, at Gardner-Webb University. And you all are watching. We're watching the growth and the work of the Lord take place. And Jaquan's going to pick up in just a few moments. Uh, But I would like for you to hear these words from Isaiah 40, beginning in verse 25. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out the host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait, those who wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his holy word. I don't know about you, but I will just give you a testimony. I'm not a shopper. If I have to go into a store, I, I go, I go right, to the, right to the item, or at least I try to. Now, if you see me on Christmas Eve, just get out of the way because I am, I am a desperate person at that point. And, but I do enjoy getting things at that time that are random things just to give them wrap. They're just part of my quirky sense of humor. I love to see when people open there, they're like, oh, this is for me. What is it? But by and large through the year, I, I'm not a shopper. My girls will tell you, I, I, I am famous for these lines. Let's go. I'm tired. My feet are hurting. Let's go. But you as I will often meet a sales associate, or that was uh, prior to COVID. They, they are, they're kind of few and far between. And they, they will say, welcome. How may I help you? And you say, I'm fine. I'm just looking. 
in your mind, you really are looking, but you have it already picked out. You have the size, the color. Uh, you're, you're looking, but you, you know what you're looking for. The book of Isaiah is, is somewhat like that. The prophet had, had written, and it literally his name literally means the Lord is my salvation. He had written about all the ways the people had gone off track, the people had forgotten, they had forsaken, they had turned around, and God appears, and God says, Hey, I'm here, how may I help you? What do you need? What are you missing? We get to the passage in the 40th chapter of, of Isaiah. It's so hard for me not to call Isaiah the gospel because it is such good news. And everything is turning and the prophet writes these words, lift up your eyes, look up. That is so much of our problem, isn't it? What are we looking for? We, we have it focused on something or we have it focused on ourselves that the prophet says, look up, look up, lift up your eyes. The person, God, who created all the stars, who knows them by name, the God created you, the God who created me, who knows us by name, calls, come, come, come and see what I offer. Come and have relationship. Come and be loved. God's ability to reclaim. Lift up your eyes, the prophet writer says, the God who seeks relationship. And in this passage, in this that Jaquad is going to, to remind us and to encourage us, it is the God who generously gives the God who generously gives. There is never a reason to be two things, empty or alone. And yet you think about our world today. Isn't those two of the greatest things, issues that we deal with? Empty. It's not more stuff. It's not more this or that. Empty. God says, how may I help you? I desire a relationship and alone. Jesus in John says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to take you back to the store. There have been, th there have been these occasions that whatever I purchased or the things that I had so lovingly bought for loved ones and friends, I, I know they ended up at the return desk. But you know, I've always, I've watched them with interest. They, they, they ask you the standard question, is it all here? Does it work? Why did you return it? And then many times they'll take a tape and they'll wrap the item up and they'll toss it aside. Now, some will be regenerated and will be back on the shelf, but many, because it's open, because it has been uh, damaged, they can't resell it. 
That is the absolute opposite of what God invites us through Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where or how we are. This passage says, God calls. Whether you've been too busy, whether you've forgotten, whether you've forsaken, whether you have gone in other direction, the passage and the writer and the God who invites says, come. I'm claiming you as mine. You will never be empty or alone. Hear Jaquan. But more importantly, hear a message from the Lord. Well, some of you asked me this morning if there was going to be a tag team message. Well, this will be the first time you see one if, you, if it has. And these verses that Pastor David read to you, the Hebrews are being conquered, being, their cities are being destroyed by the Babylonians. They're being taken away from their homes from the people they love to the land that was promised to them by God. They are being torn away from the place that they knew, being tossed about into a world that they have never been in. But the prophet Isaiah comes to them and there he is trying to tell them it's okay. God is still with us. God is there. Even though we are being pulled away from their homes, their families, their loved ones, even though they're being overwhelmed, they are still, God is still there with them. Considering all this, they're being tempted, and in the Bible, in some versions, it says to faint. In this ordeal that they're facing in verse 30 says, even youth shall be tired. Even youth will grow faint and weary, young men, and even the strongest of them. Now, this verse never made sense to me until I got to college. I was always running around, always trying to find a classroom that I could never find always just running around, running around. I remember just at the end of the week being, oh, why am I so tired? Why is it that I'm always running around? But this first made sense to me then that when you're at your weakest, at the point where you don't feel like you can go on, God is there with you. That may be through a small Bible study that you may be able to go to and find rest. That God has called you to, the, to that Bible study. Or maybe you get that tired when you got, when you had a job, a brand new job. 
or for some people when you had kids. Because I know as a young kid, I always push my mom around, always getting her to go somewhere. I want to go do this, mom. I want to do this. But I knew that she always had strength in the Lord, that she always would say, God is with me. And that is what God and Isaiah is trying to tell the people in this text. Firstly, he tells us that God is capable capable of coming through our hardships with us. God is everlasting. God is the God who created all things. God is the one who doesn't grow weary or faint. Even though we are in a hardship, even though we are tired and weak, God never does. He is always strong and willing to help us through our hard times. Secondly, the prophet is also telling us that God can strengthen us. Instead of giving up or being faint or falling tired, we have to wait on the Lord. Verse 31, to wait for the Lord means to wait and listen, not to do what you want to do, not get up and say, this is what God is calling me to do, but sitting, waiting, and listening in silence. Because God does not always speak in this big, booming voice like he did to Noah or to Moses on the mountain. He comes to us in quiet voices sometimes where we have to stop everything that we're doing, classes, work, anything that we that takes us away from God. We have to stop and listen. We too need to hear the message from the prophet because there is a word in this for us. We need to hear and know what God is capable of coming through for us. For you and me, we may be overwhelmed and tired, but God never is. Verse 28 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting. We should know that God is the everlasting God that he does not grow weary or weak. He understands us in searching. God is capable of helping us in that searching for him. God is capable to keep his promises to us in this verses, the promised land. He promised his people the land, that that this would be their place, their home, where they can sit down and have rest, to be able to have a temple that they can come and rest and know that he is in that place. Yet the prophet reminds them that this will happen again. Maybe not in the next five years, maybe not in their lifetimes, but that God keeps keeps his promises. And that is what the prophet also wants to remind the Hebrew people and us, that God keeps his promises that he gives to us. Now, in verse 
29, no, verse 31, we hear about eagles, the eagle's wings. But what does that really mean? Do you know that eagles, when they're flying, when a storm is coming in, they wait for the wings to pick up and they use the wind to carry themselves up and over the storm to escape the storm, to be able just to sit there and glide and not have to worry about what the storm below is doing. I think this verse is powerful, that we can be like the eagle as well. We can wait for God, use his strength, his power, and his love, and his mercy to grow in him, to know that we can lean on him and not grow weary in the storm. That if we wait for God, we have wings like eagles, being able to glide over our hardships, maybe not easily at first. Maybe we have to learn how to wait for God and rise. But God will be there to keep us up. We may not always see that hardship coming like the eagle does when the storm comes, but we can know that God, the God who created everything in the universe, everything, even the smallest ant on the ground, we know that he can take care of us, that we can use his power, love, and mercy to get through our hardships. As I come to a close this morning, I don't know if you guys have been out in the Crusoe area where all the flood happened back in August, but we have, me and David Stone, the campus minister that I work with, have taken students out there to see all the disaster and everything where people have lost everything. The water just came through their house in less than 30 minutes. And the state troopers were yelling, get out, get out. But when you, t- when you go through there, seeing the devastation, the houses, the foundations of houses that are no longer there, you have to wonder why does sometimes these things happen? Why do you see all these hard disasters? Just like in Isaiah, when the temple, the homeland, everything for the Hebrews were destroyed, God sent in people to encourage people. And thinking about losing nothing, I mean, losing everything and not being able to be attached to stuff, College students are going in awe of all the disaster that is happening. But yet you see the homeowners, the people who are tired, weak, and have nothing to hope for. Have all these young people come in, the Baptists on missions, all the Christians that have poured their love and love into that place you hear the homeowner say, only God 
could have seen all this help. That only God could give us this hope. And that is what the prophet Isaiah is trying to tell us. That we have hope in our brothers and sisters coming in to help us. We have God as that strong hope in our lives. This past weekend, like I said, we went into Crusoe and we're working in the house and putting up insulation underneath the house. And the homeowners came out and said, thank you. Because of all the hard work that people have done, we have hope in God. Hope that God is going to get us through this. And that, right in the sermon this past weekend, this past week, helped me put everything together. That sometimes we may not see the hope in our own lives, but when we start doing stuff for God, we see the hope that God builds in us through other people. That we have hope in God and that is a strong and powerful force that can give us wings like eagles to fly and not grow weary, to not run and be faint. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word through the prophet Isaiah. Thank you for the strength that you give us each and every day the strength, the hope, and everything that you have done because you do not grow weary. You are our strong hope and strength. In your name we pray, amen. It is all about connection, isn't it? Allowing ourselves to be used in love by the Lord. We're going to sing in just a moment all that thrills my soul. Those are powerful words. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. He is more than life to me. Fairest of 10,000. I know that the Lord has that message for someone today. Don't give up. Just look to me. He has that message for uh, this congregation. One of the central messages do you, do you of Scripture is that and you are you not imagine alone. And all the I would invite you to our worship services, our celebrations each Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Yes. First Baptist of Black Mountain. Yes, In fact, we have saved a place for you this coming Sunday. All that thrills my soul bless. is Jesus. He's more than life. He is my life. Wherever you are this morning, if you're home, or you're sitting in this place, that is the message from God. That you are His. You are loved. And He's inviting you to soar in His power. Let's stand and sing. Any decisions, any responses, step out and the angels in heaven cheer with you uh, as we celebrate our place.
our purpose, and our power. Let's sing together. <laughs>